everyone. Welcome to the Fill the Table video podcast. We are on episode 11. Today, we have the honor of hearing from Brittany Jackson, one of the newest conference staff members. Um, and so we are so excited to hear from her today. Um, and we would love for you, Brittany, to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Molly and Emily, for having me on. I love the Fill the Table podcast, so it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, so like Molly said, I am one of the newest um, conference members, uh, staff members. Um, I'm the communications director there. Um, prior to this, I did communications for several other nonprofits and nonprofit consulting communications. So Lots of, lots of work in PR and comms over the years. And um, personally, I'm married. We have two daughters. And on my spare time, I love creating, eating, and traveling. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to hear from you. Um, if anything, over the last 16 months, we've learned that communication is key, especially with getting out the incredible stories um, that of our churches during this time. Um, so Brittany, has creating always been a part of your life? Absolutely. Um, from the time I was like four and five, I would always make things for my mom. Sometimes she would keep them. Sometimes she would toss them. Um, I remember being little and she would try to buy me Barbies and, and other dolls. And I was like, what do you do with this? Um, and so she started buying me things like paint by number sets and, uh, you know, creative arts and crafts sets. So yeah, like creating has always been a part of my life in some way, shape or form. Um, it's kind of evolved as I've gotten older and now more into digital communication, arts and uh, illustration, animation, things like that. So yes. That's so awesome. Um... I totally like connect with you on that because that's kind of been a key part in my life as well. Um, and as we all know, like this communication world has grown so much, like you said, you know, it used to be more physical and now it's very like digital and we don't really see that going away. We actually probably see it growing even more um, and it's going to continue to grow over the next years. Um, so in this episode, we really want to touch on ways that we can better communicate like virtually like through social media those types of platforms and also just how important that capturing stories truly is um, in these forms of communication when we're talking about our communities our churches our um, really passionate groups that are doing some really amazing things across Florida um, so from your perspective what are some ways that stories create context for us? Yeah, so that's a good question. And I think it's because like stories are something that we can all relate to, right? So when you're young and you're learning different values and morals, you know, you learn about Goldilocks and the Three Bears or you learn about, you know, just different stories that you hear, Disney stories. Um, some of your favorite memories are just, you know, the stories of your life, right? Um, talking to your grandparents, they tell you great stories. So um, the thing about stories is that they are cross-generational. Uh, they reach across different cultures. You can connect with anybody, whether you speak their language or not, whether you're the same age or not, through a story. 
Um, so stories create context because they're so relatable. Um, and that's a key thing in communication. You know, if you're trying to relay a message, you know, if you can tell it through a story that hits someone, you know, right here at the heart, you know, it's, it's easier to connect and you can actually get them to do the action that you're hoping that they take. Yeah. Um, what impact have you seen um, stories make in nonprofits and now your role um, in the Ford Annual Conference? Yeah, so, um, okay, so I always think about, like when I think about the impact of stories, especially with nonprofits, I think about those old Sarah McLaughlin commercials, the dogs looking real sad and, you know, um, so it's, it's just like that pulling on the, on the heartstrings, right? Because you think about your puppy or you think about your cat, you know, um, one personal story that uh, from a nonprofit that really impacted me personally was um, I had an opportunity a few years ago to tour the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center here in Tampa, where I live. And I got to hear a testimony um, from someone who was delivered from addiction, you know, went from living in his car, you know, really down on his luck until, you know, the point where he was actually working there and he was managing the facility. And you would never know that this man suffered from addiction at all in his life, right? And, and just to see it with my eyes and just to hear him tell his own story moved me to act. So, you know, from then on, I got involved with the Salvation Army. I donated time, I donated talents, you know, I donated treasure. Um, and, I, and I just think that's what, that's what effective stories do. Um, even if there's no direct call to action, you know, if you tell the story and if you use authenticity and if you're genuine in your storytelling, um, people can't help but be moved to act. That's just the, the way we are wired as humans. That's incredible. So just by that example, we know that if storytelling is done well, people respond. They either donate, um, give up their time, um, resources, just so many different things. Um, and that's really what every nonprofit wants. You know, when, when I look at the folks in our local churches throughout this past year, um, they've wanted people to be involved with their feeding ministries or, um, you know, all the ministries that they have in their community. Um, but a lot of times we don't necessarily know the best ways to tell these stories. Um, we have these stories. We know that our world is full of these stories, but we just don't know how to tell them. So what do you recommend is the best way to tell our stories? Is that social media? Is that a website? Emails? Um, so what are those ways? And also, how do you, how do we stay engaged with those that we want to tell our stories to? Yeah, good question. So, um, so a lot of us use the spray and pray method, right? Like we just put it out everywhere and we just pray somebody sees it and we pray that it takes root. Um, not a bad strategy, right? If you're just getting started, but what really, really works is um, like doing your research, right? Just knowing your target audience. Um, so for example, if your church and your community skews older, right? And you know that things that work with them better are physical, you know, they like paper, they read emails, they have a higher email response rate. Um, a lot of them are on Facebook sharing photos of their grandkids and, and spying on their daughters and sons, right? So if you know that, 
then focus your efforts and energies there rather than creating cute TikTok videos because you're not hitting your target audience, right? You know, conversely, if they're younger, you know, go to them where they are. Um, I think it's, it's okay to use all forms of media, you know, try to reach as many people as possible, but it's, you know, how you spend your energy because your time is limited, your energy is limited. You know, in most cases, if you volunteer, you have a full-time job somewhere else. So, so you're busy. So you wanna make the best use of your time that you can. So really target your audiences, segment them as much as you can by, by age, by interest, um, language, you know, and, and then find where they are um, and then tailor your communications toward them. I love that. So um, you said, you know, a little bit about social media and we know that social media is, I mean, we have so many forms of social media now that it's a little overwhelming. But how do you see social media being an important tool for telling these stories? Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever going away. It's just growing and growing. And then we get more channels and more channels. And look, y'all, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out the Snapchat here and there and the, the TikTok, you know, just to stay in touch with my little cousins, right? Um, so, so social media is not going anywhere. It's, it's ubiquitous, which, which makes it, wonderful for reaching all different types of people and all different types of audiences. Um, I just think the one thing that we have to be aware of is that like social media lives on forever, right? So what you post today, like in 10 years from now, make sure that you're still proud of what you post. Um, make sure that um, you're putting your energies toward the right um, channels, you know, and, and then don't be afraid to try it, right? So if you try an Instagram and it's not getting as much steam as your Twitter account does, then stop Instagram. I mean, there's there's no hard and fast rules, right? We're all learning this together because we're all evolving with social media. So I would say, don't be afraid to try, be proud of what you post and um, make sure your energy and efforts are not wasted. Yeah. Um, this this is just off, like, this is just a thought that I was thinking when you were talking, um, you know, from my perspective as like a younger person who like, this is all I know is social media. Um, I see social media as such a key place to create community. Um, and there are people that, and groups that I follow on social media, I see them as like my friends and I've literally never met them before just because they create that engagement that, um, you know, I want, you know, in my life and I keep up with them like they're friends. Um, and I really see the church being a place that, or leaders in the church being a place that could potentially do that. Um, and there are those groups on social media, like Christian groups and things. Um, but I just don't know if there's just enough representation of the church. And so I wanted to like hear your thoughts on that um, in creating like quality content where people are really connecting to and engaging in such a way that they feel like, like they're a part of something when they go to your Facebook page or your Instagram. 
Yeah, I, that's a, that's good, Emily. I, I agree. I think what you said is the key part of it, right? Community. Um, and so that means listening, right? Not just putting out information, but making it a two-way kind of channel. And I think the way to create really authentic, engaging content is just to listen. Like, you know, you know what are people saying? You know, ask, ask a question. Um, ask, how can we pray for you today? You know, um, touch the different aspects of your community. Um, get some young people that look different from you to work on it. Get some old people that look different from you to work at. You know, just, um, I, th I think you're right. Like when building community, you have to involve all sectors of your community, right? And I think maybe that's where sometimes the church um, misses the mark. Um, you know, you have one perspective and you're just pushing out Bible verses every day or church picnic photos every day. Um, and that's not really reaching the Emily's or the Molly's or the Brittany's out there. So um, mix it up, ask people, ask, ask people what they want to hear, ask people what they want to see, look for different examples of how, you know, other churches or other ministries are doing it right. And don't be afraid to, to steal what's good, you know? Yeah. I think that's just really interesting and in one way that I think engagement can happen that we don't normally think about um, through like conversations on social media or hearing maybe a story in um, like a, a DM or a message in that sense. Like I feel like these forms of communication could really be also a form of like evangelicalism or even what's the word? evangelism yes yes <laughs> it's a tricky word <laughs> um but yeah evangelism in a sense if you want to take it that way um <laughs> I would call it like relationship building <laughs> but yeah so um since we're on this topic what do you see as like some tips that we could like immediately share with churches um on ways that they can continue to tell their stories um, and just grow, you know, their communities um, through communication. Yeah, so I would say um, the best way for, for me, right, the way I receive stories the best is through visuals. I'm a very visual person, and I, I feel like social media has set it up that way, right? So if you, if you see a post with all text versus if you see a post with, a, with an image or a video, you're more likely to to click and, and respond and share. So, you know, make your content bite-sized, shareable, highly visual content. And it sounds complicated, but there's so many free tools and easy to use tools now that, that make it possible. So, you know, you can go to Canva, canva.com and you can start a free account and you can start creating beautiful visuals that you can show that can that can easily be shared by people. That's that's what you want, right? Memes and um, short video bites. Um, think visual. You know, they say a picture tells that says a thousand words, right? So imagine a video, right? Um, and then just make sure that your your photos are and your images are engaging. You know, show people. You know, it's okay to show objects, but show action. Show yourself you know, doing ministry in action. Ministry is an action, right? Um, and um, yeah, share, share, share. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing right now is sharing um, 
And I would just plug <laughs> when you see something you like on social media, engage with it, leave a comment. Um, it really helps. Like if you're a church member and you see your church posting, it helps them get out more when you engage with it. Um, it helps fill the table more when you <laughs> engage with our content, just so that we can continue to reach all of our like viewers and um, people, you know, that may be interested in being a part of fill the table or the church or something like that. You know, I would say really that's my in <laughs> my own plug, but yeah, engaging with the content is so important as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, but we're literally so grateful that you've been here. Um, Molly, do you have any other like questions? I do. I just have a quick question. So Brittany, let's say a church um, in the Florida conference is like, how do I even begin anything with communications or stuff like that? What resource, I know you said like, there's like Canva and things like that. But what would you recommend for them? Should they reach out to other churches or the conference? What, what are some um, ideas that you can give for our churches that are struggling with communications right now? Sure. So um, there's so many resources available. You can use me as a resource. You can reach out to me um, at the conference, bjackson at flumc.org. Um, or give me a call. The number's on the website. Um, yes, look at other churches and see what they're doing. Ask other churches. Um, also, Discipleship Ministries has so many wonderful communications resources um, in United Methodist Communications. They can really help uh, the local church get started um, with different tools uh, and resources. Um, I, ju I just want to say one more thing, though. When you do get started, telling your story, make sure that um, you, you tell it with dignity, if, especially when you're helping uh, people that are traditionally seen as less fortunate or needy or whatever the case, um, make sure you tell their stories with dignity because a lot of the times um, those, those touch minority populations um, and there's just a tiredness of seeing uh, minority populations being victimized, right? So um, you don't want to just be the hero of your own story. You know, you got to look for the hero in other places too. That's just one plug that I wanted to, to add. But yes, you can always reach out to me. You can reach out to Discipleship Ministries, UMCOM, um, look at what other churches are doing, ask your members. You know, you can do a survey, put it out there in your church bulletin, send an email, where are you online? Where are you? How do you like to receive communications? Um, and then just get started and then keep refining, refining, refining until you got it down. Yeah. I would also say to add to that, um, being really consistent in your posting or your newsletter, or whatever, however you communicate, I found that to be really useful. Um, but also, you know, talking about having some really, um, giving dignity to the story, I think is really important. So I'm glad you touched on that. Um, I think oftentimes it's easy to pat ourselves on the back and say like, oh, we did this when in reality, there's a whole network and a whole story, like a whole unfolding of stories that bring someone to to a good or like a better place or whatever. 
a good um, connection to that church or whatever it is. Um, so I, I really appreciate you speaking on that, Brittany. Okay, um, well, we are so grateful that you're here today. Um, I know um, we will leave all your information in the um, notes of this episode. And um, I also wanna give a little announcement to everyone listening. This will be our last episode for the summer. We're gonna go on a little break um, and we will be back with our season two in the fall. So um, if you're listening now and you know someone you wanna hear or things that you would like to, for us to touch on in this video podcast series, um, reach out like we talked about in this episode. We wanna hear from you. So let us know what we can do and um, who you might want to hear on our um, fill the table video podcast. Um, And we will see you guys in the fall. Thank you so much. Bye.